0: Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey, folks. Dr. Joe Esposito here. What we're going to talk about now are foods that aren't what you think. Now, I've done shows like this on and off over the years, and and it's always an interesting topic because you think you're eating something when really it's not, and it's good marketing. And there's a whole division, by the way, in the food world called food science. And in food science, what they try to do, the scientists try to find out What can we do to make this food more attractive to you? How can I get you to eat more of this food? And so a classic example is the potato chip. The potato chip, you can't eat just one, because food science has found the perfect combination of foods that make you want to eat more would be carbohydrates, fats, and salt. It's potato chip. What can we add to that to make it even more enticing? Monosodium glutamate. Monosodium glutamate, glutamic acid, activates the taste buds in your tongue called the umami taste buds. Yes, that's a real word, umami. And it was discovered pretty recently, you know, past couple of decades. And it's savory because when I went to school. It was salty, sweet, bitter, and sour. And I always thought about, well, what about something like a steak or something that was, you know, had that flavor? Well, it's just a combination of other ones. That's how it was blown off and it was being taught. Well, it turns out we have this other taste bud called umami. And monosodium glutamate stimulates the umami taste buds and makes things taste richer, more savory. And so then if we add monosodium glutamate to those potato chips, better still, you're going to get really high from that. So food science says, okay, what can I do to make you eat more food, more of this? And so that's a whole division out there. But there's other foods that you might be eating that you don't know what they are. You think you know what they are, and they're probably in your pantry right now. And the first one, as an Italian, I have to defend is olive oil. A lot of olive oil out there is fake. Even if the olive oil uh, can claim 100% pure olive oil, there's a good chance the bottle in your pantry is mixed with other oils. And this is big business. Because if you say it's 100% olive oil, that's expensive. If I mix it with something, let's say peanut oil, well, that's a lot cheaper most times you don't know the difference. And that's why there's cheap olive oil, there's expensive olive oil, there's extra virgin, which is the first pressing. If it's not extra virgin, they use chemicals to extract out the oils. So if you're going to do olive oil, the best thing I can tell you is use organic. Because organic has a higher standards. Now, can I guarantee it's going to be pure olive oil? No, I can't. But organic is a better choice. But if you mix it with something, let's say peanut oil, that can be an issue. Now, some people have severe peanut allergies, of course, and that can be serious. You think I'm using olive oil and you have a reaction, but also peanuts can stimulate outbreaks of viruses, specifically the herpes virus. So if you have herpes, whether your mouth, your genital, shingles, and there's over 100 different types of herpes viruses, peanuts can stimulate outbreaks of that. And that's why a lot of people come to me and say, Dr. Joe, I keep getting my outbreaks of my herpes when I go to the Braves game. We're in Atlanta, by the way, so I said the Braves. And why is it the Braves game? That's strange. Well, what do you do with the Braves game? You might eat peanuts. Go to circus. You might eat peanuts. It may not be something you do every day, but it's something that is something that that you do periodically, and that can cause outbreaks. So be careful uh, with that. Try to get the good stuff, but even the good stuff can be cut. Okay? I want to say all, all my Italian brethren are honest, but obviously they're not. How about maple syrup versus pancake syrup? Those are two different things. You might think you're eating maple syrup, but maple syrup, the sap is boiled. And it becomes the sticky stuff that's known as maple syrup. Pancake syrup or table syrup is not. Pancake syrup oftentimes has high fructose corn syrup in it, coloring, flavoring, preservatives. So it's a very different product and a very much less expensive product, too. Either way, it's not a healthy food. Now, maple syrup is gonna be a better choice, but it's still gonna be high in sugar, specifically fructose. And when you eat fructose, like high fructose corn syrup or high fructose sugar, which you might find in um, uh, sodas, it's pretty much everywhere. It's, It's thousands and thousands of products. Fructose, when it gets into the body, has to be converted into something called glucose. Glucose is the type of sugar that your body utilizes as fuel. In the process of converting fructose into glucose, the body produces uric acid. Now, uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. Now, as a chiropractor, I'm board certified in chiropractic and pain management, orthopedics, double board certified in nutrition, certified in traumatic brain injuries. I got a pretty good resume. And we try to get people out of pain as quickly as possible. So if you're doing a lot of fructose and the fructose converts into glucose, releasing uric acid or creating uric acid, what we have to do then is that uric acid gets into joints and it hurts. So even if we're giving you the best chiropractic care available, we're giving you the best pain management, best exosomes, best uh, PRP, best medical, anything, best surgery, if you're getting uric acid build up, it's gonna get into joints and it's gonna hurt. And here's the, the big twist. Uric acid prevents the body from producing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels. So you need blood flow to flush out the waste products and bring oxygen into, in, into areas of the body or injured areas. So now you're shutting off or shutting down, lowering, I should say, your blood flow. So you can't flush out the uric acid and you can't bring in the fresh blood to get the healing process going as well as you should. So high fructose corn syrup is not conducive to healing. And we see a lot of, we see injuries all day, every day. We have four clinics, five doctors. We see injury patients every single day, every minute of every day where somebody in one of our offices is seeing Uh, an injury patient. And so that's why we do a nutrition analysis with all our patients. Because if you eat the right food, it's going to help speed up the healing process, hopefully. And if you're avoiding foods like fructose and high fructose corn syrup, that can help prevent the uric acid buildup. So it's not just, hey, I'm going to give you a chiropractic adjustment. And even if we gave you the best chiropractic adjustment in the world, I feel you need to add the nutritional component. You need to add the supplement component. You need to add the knowledge component of our doctors. What else is there? Do we have to adjust your stomach, your ribs, your shoulder, your wrist, your uh, hip, your foot? So we do a whole analysis on all our patients, and we try to do the best we possibly can. We can't help everybody, but we have a very, very high success rate. So if you want to make an appointment, you can go to our website, drjoe.com, and you can book it right online. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Other foods that you think are, but they're not, and this one I learned years ago, wasabi. We've all been to a sushi restaurant. I love vegetarian sushi. I love eggplant sushi, garlic sushi, avocado sushi, cucumber sushi, uh, asparagus sushi. Um, Love that stuff. But the wasabi they give you is not wasabi, okay, especially in the United States. Uh, But most of it uh, is made up, it's not bad, it's horseradish, maybe a little wasabi root, some mustard flour, some oils. But then they'll add some high fructose corn syrup to it. They'll add some food coloring to it so there's good parts to it but it also can be some bad stuff too the real wasabi root comes from a certain part if i remember the story correctly in a certain part of japan and it has to be fresh grated because it loses its fa- flavor after about 15 minutes so if, the, if you're going to a restaurant and they're not fresh grading your wasabi for you every 15 minutes chances are you're just eating some roots and again if it wasn't for the coloring uh may not be so bad and a little trick you can do too, is if you ever have a stuffy nose and you can't breathe, take some wasabi and eat it. What does wasabi do? Opens up your sinuses. So it's just a little trick there, a little fun fact for you. Uh, I don't eat lobster, but many times they'll serve you something called langus, langus, uh, Langostino. I used to go to school with a guy named that name. A langostino is kind of like lobster, but it's a cheap version of lobster. So sometimes they'll fake that with you too. And a lot of times with seafood, they'll do that as well. Tile fish, sometimes they'll replace that with snapper or halibut. And the problem with tilefish is it's very high in mercury. So you think you're eating snapper or halibut, which maybe still probably has mercury, but lower amounts. They serve you tilefish, not a good thing. I used to work in uh, two, two different seafood restaurants, and there was always some hanky-panky going on behind the scenes. If I can get a cheaper version of something out there, do you think it tastes just as good, like langostino? So what? They, made, they saved a couple of bucks, and you thought you had lobster. Another food that isn't what you think it is is honey now honey should not be very clear because when they make when honey is made it's supposed to have a a richness to it a darkness to it but a lot of times what will happen is there'll be honey manufactured in countries that we don't trade with and so they might take a little bit of honey and mix it with high fructose corn syrup and add some yellow dye to it and then what they'll do is they'll run it through a filter and they'll filter out the pollen Because if there's pollen in the honey, we can trace back where the pollen came from with a DNA analysis and find out what country it came from. So if it's a country we don't trade with and they're going to give us some junk food, they'll send it to a country we do trade with and then they'll send it to us. So honey, you want to try to do organic and local. That's the best way to do it. Now, it's still high in fructose. It's still high in sugar. Um, Many vegans won't eat it because it it does come from an animal product. But that's your decision. That's for you to do. But sometimes beekeepers will use antibiotics and contaminants uh, they'll use in, with, the, with the bees, and that can end up in the honey as well. So that's why I try to do organic, local honey. If I'm going to do honey, I recommend you do organic and local. And it should be rich and dark. If it's really clear, like almost like just barely amber, chances are it's high fructose corn syrup. And if you know the honeykeeper, the beekeeper, even better still. Uh, but just be careful with that. Again, the small amount of antibiotics and and waste products in there is probably not going to kill you, but that's the overall uh, bombardment that your body gets of antibiotics. You get it from meats and dairy products if they're commercially grown. You get it from uh, glyphosate, which is a weed killer. Glyphosate acts like an antibiotic and kills off good bacteria in your colon. Uh, You're eating meats and dairy products. You're taking antibiotics. You may need it for medical reasons. If you have a heart condition, you have to go to a dentist first before the doctor will work on your heart because the same membrane that covers your teeth covers your heart. So I learned this from my father who had a heart condition, and he had to go to the dentist before the doctors would work on him. And so if you have an infection, they put you on antibiotics. So over time, these antibiotics can kill off the good bacteria in your colon, and 80% to of your immune system is in your colon, and your colon is necessary to break down food, absorb nutrients, pass out waste products, so antibiotics can be very, very dangerous, and they can be cumulative. Over time, that, they won't be cumulative, but they kill off the bacteria over time, and that can have a cumulative effect. So that's why I strongly advise to avoid antibiotics if you can. Uh, I have a water filter in my house, and I filter every drop of water in my house. If I'm showering, if I'm bathing, even the toilets, because chlorine gas can be released into the air, and chlorine acts like an antibiotic. Okay, why do, what do we do with it? We put it in our pools, we put it in our hot tubs. Why? It kills bacteria. Well, guess what it does in your body? kills bacteria. So the filter I use is purelifewaterga.com. I'm trying to remember their website. Yeah, Joe's nodding his head. Purelifewaterga.com. That's the one I use. It's a very good company. They have really good customer service. I'm huge on customer service. Um, Just tell them I sent you. But I like to filter every drop of water that I put in my body because I don't want that chlorine, which can act like an antibiotic. And again, the little bit that you're going to find in something like honey, not that big a deal. But that's just part of the cumulative effect that you have on a daily basis. And I don't want you to build up uh, enough toxins in your body to kill off the good bacteria that'll affect your immune system. Because then again, we can give you the best chiropractic care in the world and the best medical care in the world. But if you're not fixing the chemical aspects of it, we're not gonna get all the results that we want. And that's the whole key is I wanna get you as healthy as we can, keep you as young as we can for least amount of money for as long as we can. And that's the cool part about what we do in our offices. It's relatively inexpensive. Chiropractic is the least expensive treatment for back pain in most cases. Most effective, least expensive treatment. Then we had a good diet. Eating good food is cheaper than eating bad food. It's crazy. And here's a little study I'll have you do. Next time you go to a restaurant, cover up the food, look at the prices. Just look at the prices. Pick the cheapest thing on the menu. Almost always, it's the healthiest thing on the menu. may not be healthy, it's healthier. So if I go to a Mexican restaurant, let's say, cover up the food, look at the prices, I'm going to get the bean burrito, the bean taco, the bean enchilada. I usually don't even get the the corn wraps or the wheat, wheat, wheat wraps. I'll get like a bowl of beans, make sure it's vegan, some guacamole, some salsa, and I'll just mix that up and eat it. Maybe some lettuce on top. So all the fillings without the crunchy stuff. And the reason is the corn, chances are the corn has been genetically modified and sprayed with glyphosate, which is a weed killer, which acts as an antibiotic. And then you fry it, which creates free radicals. And alters the chemicals, creates hydrogenation of the oils, and that's toxic to the body. So, will I never eat a corn chip? No, I'm not going to say that. But I try to avoid it if I can, because they're not very good for you for many, many reasons. So again, food you think that it is, but it's not. It's a corn chip, yeah, but it's so toxic. Not a good choice. So if you have to do something to a corn tortilla versus a wheat tortilla, and that would be a bet, you know, a, a, just a steamed one, that would be the best choice you can do at a Mexican restaurant. Again, not great but just a better choice. And that's what we try to do. We always try to give you choices when it comes to your healthcare. What about food? What about supplements? What about chiropractic care? What about medical? Uh, What about aesthetics? We try to do everything we can to give you all the choices that we can give you so that you can make better choices in your life and live longer and happier and cheaper. That's what we kind of went around. It's so much cheaper to be healthy than it is to be sick. I don't drink. I just don't like the way it makes me feel. But you go to a bar, $10, $10, $12 for a drink? Oh my gosh. You know, it's a lot cheaper to get water. So again, living a healthy lifestyle is way less expensive. You're going to live longer. You're going to have a lot more fun. There's no downside to living a healthy lifestyle except one. The bad stuff tastes good. I remember. I remember meatball sandwiches, how good they were. Double beef cheese hamburgers. I remember how good they tasted. But if you knew what I knew, you would do what I do. If you knew what I knew about how the body works in the biochemistry, neurophysiology, the structural, if you knew what I knew, you would be doing everything I'm telling you to do. And there would be no other option because your logic would say, wow, that's right. And I'm gonna do the right thing for myself and for my, for my family and my friends. So I digress. More things. The word natural flavoring may not be so natural. The FDA banned several types of synthetic flavorings recently Uh, in response to data showing health risks on lab animals. So if you want to be healthier, stay away from the the term natural flavoring because natural flavoring could be natural flavoring, but natural flavoring could also be monosodium glutamate, could be toxic chemicals. So the word natural flavoring, if it's in an organic product, chances are you're probably okay with it, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. But if you find it in a chip, a processed chip with monosodium glutamate and these other things you can't pronounce, chances are it's not so natural. Now, here's the thing. Good rule about food. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Now, some of the things you may not be able to pronounce, like uh, uh, cyanocobalamin, that's vitamin B12. That's fine. But generally speaking, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Spices. It's kind of fun. Not saying it's not what it says it is. But the FDA, and I had this book years ago. I had a hard copy of the book. When I wrote my first book, my first book was called Eating Right for the Health of It. And I sh- sent away to the FDA and they sent me a big envelope with the guidelines, the FDA allowable levels of contaminants in food. It's hysterical. Uh, for example, ground oregano can have up to 1,250 insect pieces per 10 grams before it's considered adulterated. So insect pieces, whatever they want in there. Uh, Was it? Fecal matter in black pepper, rat hairs in hot dogs. So if you look up allowable levels of contaminants in foods, uh, you'll change your diet pretty quickly. Now, again, is it toxic? Probably not. Just a gross factor there. You know, insect particles probably aren't toxic to you. Now, they may be. I don't know. But it kind of is what it is. So you can always do what I do is grow your own spices like I do. I got mint. I got basil growing. I had oregano growing for years. I, I, it kind of didn't come back this year. I'm going to have to plant some more oregano. So. White chocolate. I'm going to give you a fun tip here. I can't do regular chocolate. It has caffeine. gives me a headache. Uh, but many times, it's only about 10%, at least 10% chocolate liqueur. And it's cocoa butter and solids uh, that you get when the cocoa bean is ground up. So it is chocolate, but it's not the cocoa. It's not the bl- the brown part of the cocoa. The only place that commercially I could find... White chocolate, organic, white chocolate, vegan, was Walmart. Walmart has vegan, organic, white chocolate chips. Now, it's still sugar. It's not a healthy food. But if you're going to do it, that would be the way to go. Now, chocolate, uh, if you're going to do chocolate, you only want to do a small amount. Maybe like the the tip of your thumb. That size piece, it's got to be organic. It's got to be dark chocolate and a very small amount. Now, it does have antioxidants in it. It has some health benefits, but it still has a lot of sugar. So be careful. And if you're like me and very sensitive to caffeine, don't do white. Don't do brown chocolate. You can do white chocolate. But it's still sugar. So it's not a health food. We're just letting you know. Sometimes things aren't as they appear. Uh, fruit juices, sometimes it says 100% fruit juice. But a lot of times it, they'll use like cheap grape juice or apple juice along with the other juice. And you think you're getting 100%, I don't know, mango juice or whatever it is. And you're thinking, oh, I like that. That's pretty good. But many times it's cut. It's, it's, it's watered down with cheaper juices too. Vanilla flavoring, I got to cover this one. I I haven't covered this one in years. So vanilla flavoring called imitation vanilla is not the same as vanilla extract. The extract is made with vanilla pods and a simple alcohol called ethanol and it extracts it out. Synthetic, almost always made with extracts based on petroleum products or wood pulp. And if you've never heard this, it's called castorium. Castorium is a vanilla flavor and where do you think they get it? And I don't know how how they ever figured this out. From beaver anal glands. The beaver anal gland has castoreum in it, and supposedly it tastes like vanilla. Now, my question, of course, who was the first person to do this? (laughs) I don't know. So if you're going to do vanilla, uh, make sure you don't do imitation vanilla. Use vanilla extract because I don't want to suck on a beaver gland of any part of the body. Orange juices sometimes are cut too, so be careful with that. And orange juice is basically just like pure sugar. So I do not recommend drinking fruit juices because it's essentially pure sugar. Now, if you're going to juice, some people like to juice, juice your vegetables and maybe add a little bit of fruit juice, like a Granny Smith apple or something like that. But if you eat the whole food, the whole apple, it has fiber and pectin and phytonutrients, and it's much better for you. If you're drinking fruit juice, it's just like drinking sugar water. So i'm not a big fan of fruit juice lemon juice is different it, it doesn't have a lot sugar in it and i want to cover fake meat real quick before we wrap it up here that's big news right now you're seeing it everywhere every company seems to have their own plant-based burger i'm happy that this is happening i'm thrilled with that the awareness is coming around that you can don't have to kill an animal and you know drain its blood out and feed it steroids and hormones and chemicals and genetically modified food and and, and, uh, soybeans, which raise the omega-6 fatty acids, which increase the inflammatory reaction when you eat it. I don't eat meat, by the way, just in case you didn't figure that out yet. I don't eat any animal products. But they have the artificial ones, but they're many times loaded with salt. Salt can raise your blood pressure. They also, when they process it, they do something called textured protein, like a textured soy protein. When you create the textured soy protein, it creates a lot of glutamic acid. Glutamic acid is the bad part of monosodium glutamate, and it's an excitotoxin to the brain. It can cause the nervous system to fire off faster than it's supposed to, and a lot of people, myself included, get headaches when they eat this artificial meat, and also it's hard to digest. So it sits in your gut, and it rots, and it can cause a lot of bloating and gas and burping, and so I'm not a big fan of the artificial meats. If you're going to do them instead of regular meat, if you have to have something— I'd rather see you do the artificial meat, but then I'd recommend taking Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes. Now, I take a digestive enzyme whenever I have a cooked meal. I carry them with me. I have my office, my car, my house. I take a digestive enzyme whenever I have a cooked meal because it assists in the breakdown of the food and it helps my body metabolize and utilize the food more efficiently. Another trick you can do is to just eat something raw at every meal, broccoli, cucumbers, tomatoes, avocados, salad, and that's going to have enzymes in it as well. But I take a digestive enzyme. And the minimum supplements everybody should be taking every day is Dr. Joe's supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Both of them, part of it is enzymes. But I take a scoop of each. They're powders. I shake it up with coconut milk, almond milk, frozen banana, whip it up. I can't imagine starting my day without supergreens and Essential Source. Digestive enzymes whenever I have a cooked meal. I also take vitamin D every day. Make sure it's vitamin D3, not vitamin D2. Another thing you think is the same, but it's not. D3, good. D2, three D synthetic, not so good. Uh, I take omega-3 fatty acids for my brain function. We talked about that in a show earlier. Uh, I take uh, probiotics for my bacteria in my colon. I take glutathione to help my liver function more efficiently. So if you go to our website, drjoe.com, and go to the store page, on the top of the page, we have a couple of suggestions. Women's health, men's health, immunity, and those are the ones I take. So I'm just telling you what I take, um, and you should probably follow my advice. Now, if you have a health issue, folks, and you want to make an appointment to come see us, my doctors and I would love the opportunity to be your doctor. So if you'd like to make an appointment, go to our website, drjoe.com, and we have pictures, maps of all the offices, and you can make an appointment. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We file most insurances for you, car accidents, sports injuries. If you've ever been in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged, in my opinion. You need to see us right away. The longer you wait, it can affect your case. Now, even if you didn't cause the accident, you're still hurt, come see us. So folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, drjoe.com. Follow us on social media at Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from seven to nine Eastern time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB radio app.